It's not the future we wanted, but the future that happened. Once a great city, now a high-security prison, designed to keep society's criminals in. But now, everything rides on getting one person out. The survival of the human race, Briscoe, something you don't give a shit about. Kurt Russell stars as Snake Plissken in John Carpenter's science fiction action classic, Escape from New York. You go in, find the president, bring him out in 24 hours, and you're a free man. What if I'm a little late? And no more Snake Plissken. When I get back, I'm gonna kill you. With an all-star cast that includes Lee Van Cleef, Harry Dean Stanton, Isaac Hayes, Ernest Borgnine, Donald Pleasance, and Adrian Barbeau. Escape from New York is one of the best escape and escapist movies, according to the New York Times, and a trip worth taking. Good evening, and welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. 40 years ago, what was I doing in 1981? Oh, I was probably learning to... Suck my thumb or something, pooping the diaper. You got to understand, 1981, I was, I wasn't even a year yet. I was probably, let's see. So I was about eight months old, probably. Yeah. When this film came out, so I didn't get a chance to go see it. Directed by John Carpenter. Escape from New York. It was later made into a sequel called Escape from L.A. But those usually, like breast implants, they inflate upon inf- or they deflate upon impact, and it did. It was it was a shitty film. So John Carpenter, Larry Franco, and Deborah Hill. I mention it because I was. Watching shit happens when you party naked, and they were talking about Big Trouble in Little China, which was also directed by Mr. John Carpenter, also starring Kurt. I almost said Kurt Douglas. <laughs> nope. Um, Kurt Russell. Sorry. And I thought, yeah, today's the 40th anniversary of Escape from New York. The original. The fact that Isaac Hayes is playing a bad guy in this. I mean, come on. Come on. Shaft! You shut your mouth. Who is the man? Yeah. He's going to He's dead. He's going to come after me, though, for singing that line. Released on July 10th, 1981, with a budget of $6 million. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dystopian 1988. The United States government has turned Manhattan into a giant maximum security prison to deal with a 40, 400 increase in crime and a 50 foot wall surrounds the island. Bridges have been mined. Rivers are patrolled by helicopters and all prisoners are sentenced to life terms. In 1997, while flying the President of the United States to a peace summit in Hartford, Connecticut, why Hartford? Why not? I don't know. Spain? Anyway. 
Air Force One is hijacked by a guerrilla fighter of the National Liberation Front named in reference to the Viet Cong. The president is given a tracking bracelet and a handcuff to his briefcase before being escorted to an escape pod. The aircraft crashes, but the pod survives. Remember, it's a pod, not an air pod. Let's have a little fun with that. Okay. I can hear myself, and I'm going to fix it in post-production, as always. But the trailer, the trailer really gives you a lot. And now, Escape from New York is available in a special director's edition from New Line Home Video. Featuring an exclusive interview with John Carpenter. It's both our, our fears and what we would like to have happen. I think we'd all like to have a guy like Snake on our side. And perhaps we'd like to have a police state. But it's the thing we fear the most, too. Including never-before-seen footage with the original theatrical trailer. And this is, I guess, an anniversary trailer. So here's my history with Escape from New York. Last year, I had bought it for my brother for Christmas, thinking, oh, he might like this. But then I was tempted to watch it. So rather than open the Blu-ray... I watched it on Amazon Prime. I thought, oh. So then I kind of mentioned it to him and he went, eh. So I instead got him Candyman, a film that I know he liked. I thought, oh, okay, you know. But my curiosity to escape from New York, I mean, it's dystopian. And and it was during the pandemic. Everyone was thinking dystopian, of course. So you got to stay indoors or you're going to get it. You got to mask up. And I know a lot of people who didn't want to mask up. And a lot of people also who question why I got the the uh, vaccine, but that's fine. You know, it's all in the name of science, and I am the child of a scientist. So, of course, I'm going to get it. Come on. That's like saying the sky isn't blue. I'm not a fool, Bliskin. Call me Snake. And so we're back, Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. We got cut off. Here's Mr. Sl- Snake Pliskin, that crazy motherfucker. Every criminal action committed in the United States. It was an accident. About an hour ago, a small jet went down inside New York City. The president was on board. President of what? That's not funny, Pliskin. You go in, find the president, bring him out in 24 hours, and you're a free man. 24 hours. Making you an offer. Bullshit. Straight, just like I said. I'll think about it. No time. Give me an answer. Get a new president. We're still at war, Pliskin. We need him alive. I don't give a fuck about your war. Or your president. Is that your answer? I'm thinking about it. Think hard. You flew the Gulf Fire over Leningrad. You know how to get in quiet. You're all I've got. I guess I go in one way or the other. Doesn't mean shit to me. Give me the paper. When you come out? Before. I told you I wasn't a fool. Call me Snake. Some of them have cars. They took old junkers that were left behind, converted them to steam. We think they may also have a gasoline source in there. And power, greenhouses, rigged up generators. Some areas have streetlights. 
the crazies they live in the subways and so that is snake plissken so the development and writing carpenter originally wrote the screenplay for escape from new york in 1976 in the aftermath of nixon's watergate scandal Carpenter said the whole feeling of the nation was one of real cynicism about the president. He wrote the screenplay, but no studio wanted to make it because according to Carpenter, it was too violent, too scary, and too weird. He had been inspired by the film Death Wish, which was very popular at the time. He did not agree with the film's philosophy, but liked how it conveyed the sense of New York as a kind of jungle. And I wanted to make a science fiction film along those lines. The film's financial backer preferred either Charles Bronson or Tommy Lee Jones to play the role of Snake Plissken to Carpenter's choice of Kurt Russell who was trying to overcome the lightweight screen image conveyed by his roles in several Disney comedies, kind of like Hallmark. Carpenter refused to cast Bronson on the grounds that he was too old and because he worried that he could lose directorial control over the picture with an experienced actor. At the time, Russell described his character as mercenary and his style of fighting is a combination of Bruce Lee, the examinator, and Darth Vader was Eastwood, Eastwood vocalness. All that mattered to Snake, according to the actor, is the next 60 seconds. Living for exactly that next minute is all there is. Russell used a rigorous diet and exercise program to develop a lean and muscular build. Oh yeah. And he also endeavored to stay in character between takes and throughout the shooting. As he welcomed the opportunity to get away from the Disney comedies he had done previously, he did find it necessary to remove the eye patch between takes, as wearing it constantly serious affected his depth perception. Mm. Kurt Russell, this is of course before he um, had a baby with Goldie Hawn. Yeah, that's a pairing, just like out of the movie Alien. But anyway, Carpenter and his crew persuaded the city to shut off the electricity to 10 blocks at a time at night. The film was shot from August to November 1980. It was a tough and demanding shoot for the filmmaker, as he recalls. We'd finished shooting at about 6 a.m., and I'd be going to sleep at 7 when the sun would be coming up. I'd wake up around 5 or 6, depending on whether or not we had dailies. And by the time I got going, the sun would be setting. So for two and about two and a half months, I never saw daylight, which is really strange. Mm. Carpenter was interested in creating two distinct looks for the movie. One is a police state, high tech, lots of neon, a United States dominated by underground computers. That was easy to shoot compared to the Manhattan Island prison sequence, which had a few lights, mainly torch lights, like uh, Federal England. Certain mating, uh, mate paintings were uh, rendered by James Cameron, who was at the time a special effects artist with Roger Corman's New World Pictures. Cameron was also one of the directors of photography on the film. As Snake pilots the glider into the city, three screens on his control panel display wireframe animations of the landing target on the World Trade Center and surrounding buildings. 
Carpenter wanted high-tech computer graphics, which were very expensive even for the time of a simple animation. The effects crew filmed the miniature model set on a New York City lot they used for other scenes under backlit. With reflective tape placed along every edge of the module buildings, only the tape is visible and appears by three-dimensional wireframe animation. Yeah. Uh. A sequel, Escape from L.A., was released in 1996 with Carpenter returning along with Russell, now also acting as producer and co-writer. Why? In March of 2017... It was announced that Robert Rodriguez would direct a remake of the film with Carpenter producing it. In February 2019, it was reported that Lee Wenhill would be writing the script after Luther creator Neil Cross compared, completed a rent, recent iteration of the project. Mm. It's a classic film. It's very classic. It was a board game. 40 years. I'm sure Kurt Russell would love to come back, but you know, he's been in The Hateful Eight. He's been in a few Christmas movies. Hmm. He was also in Big Trouble in Little China. Shout out Jason Almy and Christina. I haven't watched it yet, but I intend to. But tonight we're talking about Escape from New York. That classic. And I want to go to a Kurt Russell interview. Oh, here we go. Oh, no. We we don't want to do entertainment tonight, even if it's Mary Hart. <laughs> Shh, don't tell her. I was I was really taken by this film. First of all, you got Ernest Borgnine, who was so great. You got Adrian Balboa. Okay, here we go. Oh God, the the dreaded YouTube commercials, even for this show. And I don't edit things out when I'm you know, I like I like mistakes. It's like when I used to drive to the Bay Area a lot and I would get lost and I liked it because it was an adventure. Here we go. This was fun because I got to, I got to uh, work with John so closely in creating a character that I think is probably uh, certainly the most iconic character I've ever played. I wanted to uh, make a, a cool wardrobe. So you put motorcycle boots on, and I put four, four golf cleats coming out of the toes. And, and, you know, he was a guy who lived in that time and lived that way. And, and then we put the tattoo where it should be. And uh, if you're going to wear a cobra, wear it there. And um, so it was an opportunity to, you know, uh, to do stuff like that and create a character that, uh, that, that really didn't have any social redeeming values. One of the great things about this film uh, is the depth of the cast. I mean, and, and, and just all these players and these great faces and these funny characters and, and uh, moments. Uh, maybe, you know, not to pick a favorite, but maybe pick somebody that's fresh on, 
comes to mind quickly some of the supporting cast that uh, left a big impression on you. I used to call, uh, <laughs> used to call up uh, uh, Isaac in the morning to go work out. And hey, because hey, at night he would go, hey, hey, go tomorrow morning, give me a call, and we'll work out together. And I said, okay. So I'd ring, phone would ring, ring, ring. Finally, I'd pick up. And, uh, <laughs> you want me to call you back in five minutes? And he goes, no, no, no. <laughs> we were in the middle of uh, St. Louis, there, as it says at the end. The reason we shot there was because there was nothing there in, in, at nighttime, it was just completely empty. We didn't have the ability to have a lot of, you know, crowd control or anything. There was, there was no need to because there was nobody there. But there were some, you know, some pretty rough boys in the neighborhood at night and bums and stuff. And so I, I always, you always know there are those moments when you know a character's probably going to work. And um, one night I had to go down about three blocks. And we didn't have anybody to go down there with me. Like, you know, so I just went down. I geared up with all my guns and everything. It was one of the things for snakes coming in to, you know, do wreak some havoc. And... I came around the corner and there's these four guys there. <laughs> and we're around the corner now and none of my guys can see me. And uh, I just looked at these guys and they looked at me. And this is, this is how different this was at that time. When you saw that guy with, all, with a serious machine gun and, and a knife and you know, a, a bunch of stuff you didn't know what it was even. And, and that gun which had, and, I, and I, just, I just flashed that light a little bit on the gun. And these guys looked at me, and they were pretty rough, pretty rough characters. And I, I <laughs> they went, walked away. And I, I couldn't wait to get down and tell John, I think this guy's going to work. That's Kurt Russell talking about Snake Plissken. So the cast of Escape from New York was interesting. Kurt Russell's Lieutenant S.D. Bob Snake Plissken. Lee Van Cleef, remember those spaghetti westerns? As Police Commissioner Bob Hawk. Ernest Borgnine as Cabbie. Donald Pleasance as President John Harker. He was on Halloween. Isaac Hayes as the Duke. Harry Dean Stanton, the legendary character actor as Harold Brain Hellman. Adrian Balboa, remember from Maud? As Maggie. Tom Atkins as Captain Raimi. Season Hubley as Girlin. Cockful of nuts. Charles Cyphers as Secretary of State. Frank Doubleday as Romeo. Romero. And John Strobel as Dr. Cronenberg. The narrating voice was by Miss Jamie Lee Curtis. So, yes, everyone involved with Halloween was involved. This is a legendary film. I'm so glad that I accidentally stumbled upon it one pandemic day in November. But the fact that Isaac Hay, I, I, come on, come on. Those of you who have parents or remember the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Always, he was always quoting Shaft and that song. But for me, Isaac Hayes doing Walk On By that originally was done by Dionne Warwick. He made that his own. He made it an epic masterpiece. I want to I play a clip for you of the Duke of New York. Played by Mr. So you work for this Isaac Hayes. Duke, yeah. Make gas for him. Figure out things for him. 
Like what? Well, I gotta get across the 69th Street Bridge. It's mined, but I know where they're planted. We got a diagram from a guy that got all the way across before they shot the poor bastard. Mm-hmm. We've got a crew up there now clearing away the first barricade. Oh, what a sight, Snake. <laughs> the whole camp rolling right across the bridge and the president right out in front. Oh. So I want to highlight this because you've got a great cast. And so let's pause for a moment. You've got Ernest Borgnine. You've got Harry Dean Stanton. Rest in peace. Also Ernest Borgnine. Adria Balboa. Adrian Balboa. And Kurt Russell. That would have been so fine. <laughs> yeah, it would have been. Yeah, well, we're going with Snake now. That's the Duke. I know the sound of his engines. Don't cross the Duke. Everybody knows that. Cabby, you slime. So the score is very 1981. And what I'm trying to look for is... Ah, here we go. The Duke. What's my diagram of the bridge? When he finds out I'm with you, he's going to want my life. So there's a lot of mystery to the film at first. You step into this new New York that is... Well, it's dystopian. It's changed. Now the sequel, well, it was pretty messy. But this cast is an extraordinary cast. The first time I watched it, I was just like, yeah. Here we go. What did I teach you? You are local New York USA number one. I can't hear you. You are the Duke of New York USA number one. Yeah, that's as far as we'll go because I don't want to. Re- I don't want to ruin it for you, motherfuckers. I really don't. Legendary film Let's get into The Meat and Potatoes Directed by John Carpenter Produced by Larry Franco And the late Deborah Hill Written by John Carpenter and Nick Castle Starring Kurt Russell Lee Van Cleef Ernest Borgnine Donald Pleasance Isaac Hayes Harry Dean Stanton Adrian Balboa Music by John Carpenter And Alan Howarth Cinematography by Dean Kundi. Edited by Todd Ramsey. And yes, if we can go into the cinematography, I, I like to tease people about that. Yeah, that it, it was uh, John, James Cameron who would go on to do Titanic and Aliens. Aliens. 
Legendary. 40 years later, will it be remade? I hope not. I'm really tired of these remakes. This is a Dr. Seuss film podcast. It doesn't hurt. Yes. And when Kurt Russell said that the tattoo was in the right place, eh, I kind of disagree right there. I mean, yeah. Okay, he was in great shape. He took the shirt off. It's like, oh, okay. Now, I'm sure those of you who are watching during the 80s wish that Adrian Balboa had taken her shirt off, but it was a different time. You couldn't do, you couldn't go topless yet. You couldn't. But Snake could, so. But I digress. Then the, then the film wouldn't have, maybe it would have been a little bit like Showgirls. I know people who love that. I'm just kidding. But you know what? I'm going to say that. I think that Adrian Balboa should have been able to take her shirt off too. Come on. She had a big rack. That's just part of the legend of Escape from New York. And Kurt Russell is Snake Pliskin. When he would talk, it was like, damn, add a ball sack to that, John Wayne. <laughs> it was amazing. <sighs> 40 years of Escape from New York. 40 years ago, where were we? I was an infant. Jason Almy, if shit happens when you party naked, had yet to be born. Christina Almy, how old were you? You were also an infant. So yes, it was the 80s. It was a different time, graphic-wise and film, story-wise. But 40 years later, it holds up. So thank you, John Carpenter and Snake Plissken for making this film legendary. Thank you for also, not the sequel, Escape from L.A., which was just, I watched it out of curiosity. It wasn't that good. And so as always, this is Snake Plissken, bitches. Unpleasant dreams, you motherfuckers.